this morning. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Brampernard. Dougie, it's too bad you weren't here yesterday. You would have loved. Oh Craig yeah, Gass no, and Brian I, we were Bowden. talking about that on the morning show. It's uh, holy. Like I'll have to listen to that episode. Those guys are funny. Fantastic! It was a great episode. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Car selling secrets in the second hour. Mark Kyliber, is that how you say his name? Mark Kyliber. I think we'll figure out in about three minutes. What a Kyliber! It would be a lover of Kyre. Kai's. A Kyre lover labor. of Kai's, yeah. A <laughs> yes. lover of Kyers. Kyre labor, I think. Kyre labor. Yeah. He's German anyway. Schnell. Yes, Schnell. <laughs> okay, we'll be back with the family. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Take my wife, I command you. I command you. (laughs) (laughs) The only good German joke I know. That guy was funny once. The blonde, he was like, had white hair. I remember that guy. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we are on a hiring spree at Walzer Automotive Group in the Twin Cities. Actually, if you're listening from other parts in the Midwest, we have the Luxury Auto Campus in uh, Kansas, uh, in Wichita, and they've got some open positions as well. Sales positions are all non-commission. Uh, it's a salary plus a bonus. You're paid while you learn. It's a three-month-long training process. We want you to be good at it. We're, we're, this isn't just a, a, a mill-style recruiting service. So for more information, go to Walzer, uh, walzer.com, click on the career button, scroll down to the bottom of the page, or as always, you can email me directly at Doug at walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Touchdown. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. We're judging people mightily here, which is something we love to do. I like that. You know who was terrible? Who? Winston Churchill's grandson. Winston Churchill's grandson. Who is that? So we were talking off air about uh, the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association has an annual holiday luncheon. That's sort of a State of the Union thing. And 
you get the rubber chicken down at the Hilton and on a Friday in December before the holidays, and they've had just the worst luck of all having speakers in here. You would think Winston Churchill's offspring would be his grandson. I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest speakers of all time, probably Winston Churchill, right? I would say so. Yeah, I think that maybe not uh, genetic. Is uh, yeah, I think sleeping with a mailman. I don't think <laughs> something happened. Talking about no carry over here. <laughs> yeah, is that that's, we're that's talking? what I'm trying to say. The no carry over. <laughs> we have Mark on the line. Um, oh, he's ready to go. Oh, I guess he is. Oh, good. I'm. Oh, yeah. I, I just I forgot to look at the uh, little. It is time. That little deal there over on my right. Okay, so we got we got everything covered. Don't worry about a thing. Everything goes very very smoothly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Our very special guest, Mark. Now, do you say it? Is it Kyra Lieber? How do you say your name? Wow, you just you just you just nailed it. Yeah, Kyra Lieber. Actually, Mark, my son did that for me because I was saying. No, I, I think did I, I go think with you Kyra said Lieber? Kyra Lieber. Kyra. I pronounce it Kyra Lieber. Mike. Cara, Mark Kyerlieber. Hey, welcome to the show, Mark. We was going over your name for about an hour. Good come in. You know, it all works out in the end. You know, it looks like you got the important work done. Uh, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. We got it right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the 74million.org. Tell me, what's the, what's the 74million.org? I want to hear about it. Yeah, we're a, a nonprofit K-12 education news website. So we oh. just cover issues related to, to K-12 schools um, nationally. Mark Please don't open that door because I'm not happy with our education system. Is it true that we are 24th in the world in reading and math now? My God. Uh, don't, don't, don't cite me on that number. I'm not, I'm not looking at it, but, uh, but that sounds about reasonable, something like that, right? Or how, what happened, Mar? How did we go from the best in the world to 24th? Did we just don't care, I guess? Uh, um, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of issues about how much we invest in our education system, right? Well, boy, I, you would think that they got everything they need. First of all, Mark, this is not uh, K through 12 in your area, but in college, I got to be honest with you. If I pay you $77,000 a year to go to your college, I'd kind of like to know how to read and do math. That'd be, that'd be great if I could do that. Right. Sure, but but what what about that lazy river? You know what I'm saying? You've got to have that that lazy river on your college campus too. Yeah, right. well, I forgot about right? that, Mark. No, you're <laughs> you're absolutely. What about the diamond spires? You can't live without those. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, exclusive data and inside look at the spy tech that follows kids home for remote learning and now won't leave. I will tell you, uh, I also do a morning show, Mark, and uh, I, I said on my morning show nine years ago, nine years or eight years ago, I think it is still. It's not quite nine yet. So a little over eight years ago, I said on my show that big tech is going to destroy the world because it will influence the stupid to a level which they will destroy everything. They will. They'll destroy everything if we don't stop doing this. Do you agree with that? Um, as a reporter, I, I don't really, I don't know if they're going to, to destroy the world, but they're, they're, there's no denying the fact that they definitely have a large influence on, uh, on our lives and, and a growing influence. Uh, there's no denying that. Now, what do we do about this, Mark? I, obviously, I'm talking to you because of big tech. I'm looking at my laptop because of big tech. I'm on, you know, where the, I, there are a lot of things about big tech I like. 
I just don't understand giving free reign to Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and go to why don't give them free reign. What the I just I was talking to a friend of mine as a joke, uh, criticized a friend of his on Twitter and they kicked him off of Twitter. What? It was a joke for God's sake, settle. And it wasn't offensive either. It wasn't like, you know, a racist mm. joke or something like that. It wasn't that at all. They just didn't like what he said, so without any any checking on it, I guess they kicked him off of of, of Twitter. I, but that's that's bots that do. It's that. absolutely it's, bots, yes. Yeah, but well, that's what I'm saying though. They still get kicked off yeah, though. But I've got kicked off for face, Facebook for making jokes. A friend of mine who's a German drummer, I was ripping him on him. I called him a crazy German polka head, and I got kicked off Facebook. Oh, for that. But I but I said you know I disagree with the situation. I got an email like two hours later. Looked into it. You're right. Sorry about that. Yeah. So it's, you know, I already can you called. imagine what a shit show social media oh, God, would be yeah. without some sort oh, of filters? Well, that, yeah, you're right. That's no, you, the problem, I, But then filter everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's my argument. Everybody needs to be filtered. If one person is, then everybody needs to be. I was thinking of calling Mark Kyerlieber that same thing, a crazy German, but I, <laughs> I guess I won't be doing that now, Mark. <laughs> well, well, well. To, to your point about um, you know moderating jokes, uh, I mean that that is something that is the potential here, right? So, so Gaggle is a, a surveillance company that sifts through students' um, school-issued Google or Microsoft accounts, looking at uh, you know their their chat messages with their friends, looking at their classroom assignments, and certainly during the world of remote learning, the, you know, kids were were using Google Chats the uh, you know, Gchat, the Google Hangout platform, regularly to to communicate with their peers, and and Gaggle, which tracks keywords, uh, they could be swear words, they could be related to right, violence. We're right. talking the the word bomb, right? Uh, there is the potential that the Gaggle can can flag jokes, and uh, you know, then the question is, should should students um, be you know elevated to the the head of school security in the in the school district because they they made a joke or because uh, you know they're talking to their friends about you know feeling depressed or or anything like that no yeah yeah, yeah i see what you see i guess what i the problem i have with it mark is not you know make, keeping things on the straight and narrow and not allowing people to run right over other people it's the way they use it they use it and I should mention, Mark, that I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm kind of in the middle of everything. I'm not even a libertarian. I look at all these people and go, I don't like these people. I don't like any of them. <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? You're just a misogynist. Yes, I'm a misogynist. That's exactly it. Now, I just, I, you know, Mark, I'm going to sound like a real jerk on this one. It's true. But most politicians are just failed attorneys. <laughs> That's based, Well, no, it's true. I mean, it is true. It's funny. Well, I mean, you make you make a good point though about like like the political, you know, your own personal political leanings, and, and I don't think that you know issues related to uh, privacy on the internet are, are are something that necessarily um, is is super partisan. I mean, certainly there are like you know the libertarians in the crowd who are who are really concerned about um, issues of like government surveillance and government. Uh, um, overstepping you know people's rights but but there are liberals and, and, and you know democrats who are also concerned about you know the, the degree to which uh you know they're they're being monitored by by issues like right like gaggle or tech platforms like gaggle i, I do think that's a, a really interesting point that you highlighted that this isn't necessarily something that uh one one political camp 
camp can really claim, you know, make a claim on. This is something that affects all of us and, and, and should be a concern for everybody. You know, the second topic brought up on your email, Mark, we're going to get to that because it's going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we've been talking about already, but I do want to talk about the spy tech that followed the kids home because that's a little terrifying. It, it certainly sounds like it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so the kids now are sitting on a laptop. They're doing their work from home. What's going on while that is happening? Instead of sitting in the classroom talking face-to-face, I'm now talking to you on my mm-hmm. laptop. Mm-hmm. Who else is listening to what I'm saying is what I'd like to know. Yeah, so, so uh, when it comes to, to the Minneapolis school district and, and, frankly, school districts all over the country, whether it's partnering with, uh, you know, contracting with, with Gaggle or with similar um, programs, Certainly, there's uh, there are other folks listening. Uh, with with Gaggle, how it works is they, they monitor roughly five million students, a little bit more than five million students across the the United States, and they use artificial intelligence um, to to sift through students' um, G chats with their classmates or with their teachers, and going through their their classroom assignments and uh, their emails. Uh, looking for keywords, like I mentioned, like it could be anything from bomb or it could be sexual in nature or it could be common swear words or, you know, suicide. Um, and when when a student uses one of those words that ultimately, uh, you know, triggers the alarm, it, it sends those communications to a team of content moderators who, frankly, are paid as little as ten dollars an hour uh, to, to sift through. Uh, these communications and, and ultimately make a judgment call. Hey, is this something that, um, you know, I should notify the school district about? And, and then, you know, in Minneapolis's case, they they email the, the head of security um, and say, hey, you know, we have an issue related to, to student self-harm or this, we're, we're worried the student has an eating disorder or they're talking about fights or, um, you know, they're involved in sexual activity. Uh, and it's ultimately up to the school districts to, uh, to, to react to, to each individual one. And, and frankly, the school district did tell me, you know, man, this is really taking a big, look, you know, a big look at students' um, online communications. It's not necessarily just flagging the worst of the worst. It is ultimately up to us to, to, to look at the context and say, hey, is this something that, that, raises to, that rises to the level of, of being a concern or is it, is it just completely benign? And, and, and in terms of the, the, the scale, we're talking about Gaggle, just this one company, sifting through, you know, something like 10 billion student communications oh, over the God. course of last school year. That's terrifying. Have, have you guys heard of an app called uh, Peep? Or, I'm sorry, it's called Sneak, rather. Peep? This is for people <laughs> managing um, remote workers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, they know about it, but oh, yeah. it apparently will take a photograph of the remote worker once a minute. Oh, much. Who, would, who would want that? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's not good. No, so that. this, this has come up in, in, in the K-12 context. It's uh, It's been many years ago now, but per, perhaps the most, uh, uh, you know, controversial issue related to, to students' digital surveillance happened in, in, in Pennsylvania and the American Civil Liberties Union got involved. The um, these kids were given, um, you know, school issued computers, and when the kids were at their own in, inside their own homes, 
uh, on these computers, the, 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 the computers were remotely pho- taking photographs of the students. Oh, and uh, this ended up being, you know, this, this major civil rights lawsuit in which, you know, a, a family came forward and showed photographs of, of a student sleeping in his own bed. Um, and it was a photograph that was taken, you know, covertly by this Pennsylvania school district. And as you could imagine, um, yeah, there was there was a, a massive court settlement. Uh, the the family got got a lot of money out of that. But but it's just that's you know just shows the, to the extent to which this kind of stuff can can, can affect right. people. I can under oh. I can understand the justification behind like the keyword search and that kind of thing. It's like oh, we're protecting the children or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder what their explanation was for we need to take pictures of kids in their bedrooms. Because that, I feel well, like, is extremely... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do wonder, though. Because it. it's like, you know, you give a kid a laptop, they're usually going to use it in their room, and, you know, the room is, like, where you get dressed and that kind of thing. So right, you, right. They have to have known something like this was going... They can't be that dumb, is what I'm saying. You know, it's interesting you put it that way. Uh, Mark, just to let you know that I... I uh, I, I already mentioned I already do a morning show. So during the week, I do not sleep with my wife. I get up at two thirty three in the morning, and she gets up, I think, around 11.30, noon, something like that. She's up at now, 3 p.m. That was kind of a shot, but, you know. But but anyway, so we don't sleep together on the, during the work week. And in my bedroom, there is a computer on my desk, and it's aimed right at the bed. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that till just now. It's aimed right at my bed. So My work computer has a physical shutter built into it. You Does it? close that shutter, it kills the power to the camera, and there's actually a thing that blocks the camera. I think every work computer, if you're going to get a work laptop, get one with that, because that is a huge Yeah, duct tape boon. works, too. Or you could just put duct tape over it, yes. So, Mark, I have a question for you. So my yeah. my computer is sitting on my desk. It's aimed right at my bed. And about a half an hour ago, I got out of the shower and dressed right mm-hmm. next to my bed. So standing there with the whole world checking out the Schwanstucker. I'm going to Google but, Tom Bernard naked here. Right now and see what <laughs> yeah, pops exactly. Up. See what pops up. I, I recommend you, know, you don't. Mark, I'm really glad we're talking to you today because I never even thought of that. That, that computer yep. is watching everything I do. Did you actually do it? I did. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Craig Gas came on. <laughs> Popped up. He did? Oh. Wait a minute. Well, speaking of surveillance, geez, we just had him on yesterday. Why did he? What I, the I, hell? I just Googled you naked, and that, and that came on. Uh, <laughs> and here's Craig Gas. A famous comedian came on who was on the podcast. Brian. Uh, no, seriously, Mark. <laughs> I, I, I Just talking to you about this kind of thing, it's very. I should mention also, because this is rather important the way I think... You know, the world and all the rest of it. And it's not going to sound good, Mark, but you'd have to know me. So I quit high school when I was 16. And uh, they eventually gave me a, 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 if I would come to homeroom, they gave me a diploma. Because I had already passed all the stuff anyway. So they just let me go a couple years early. But I didn't really, I I went to homeroom (laughs) and then I left. And then I went to college for one day and quit that, too. And I'm telling you, and I've never mentioned this to anybody else, and I'm not going to sound like a very nice person, but I literally at 16 years old said, these teachers are imbeciles. Seriously, they were dimwits. I was learning nothing from these people. One guy just got back from Vietnam, and he was telling us how he's going to, I'll kick your ass unless you do what I tell you. I'm like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Then I went to college, and I said, these people are insane. I can't do. I couldn't do high school. I couldn't do college. It, it's 
the most bizarre. Are, why are we trying to teach children like this? I don't think it works. Do you think it works, Mark? Our teaching and, and, and style. Teaching children in what way? Anything Just whatsoever in, in, where I went to school, I'll well, tell yeah. you that. It, well, that's the thing is a lot of people don't know that America's schools are actually some of the best funded in the world. Yes, We're in the top are. five, yep. and inner city schools are no exception. The question is where is that funding going? Right, right. And that's one. I think like public schools, for example, all their books should be totally open, public information. Because that way we know exactly who is getting all of that money. And I think if we did that, people would uh, not be happy with what they saw. You know, Mark, I'll give you an example of one of my last days. That very same guy who had just gotten home from Vietnam, and he was a teacher now at uh, North High School in North Minneapolis. Uh, he's going through roll call, and he gets to my name, and he, he says my name. And he goes, Thomas. Thomas, really. So are you related to Bill Thomas? I said, Thomas is my first name. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not making that up, Mark. I said, Thomas is my first name. Was he Chinese? Did he get the no, first and last no, name no, mixed he was, up? Cause... He was not Chinese. I, he thought my name was Bernard Thomas. I, I was like, what? I, mean, I guess if it was written Bernard, Thomas, then... I... I mean, in his defense, you do have, like, two first names going on, right? Come on. You could argue. <laughs> oh, Mark. Now, here's – oh, by the way, my middle name is Mark, so be careful, oh, Buster. Oh, there you go. Three. <laughs> Three first names. The, the there triple. You go. Oh, I got four because my mother gave me a confirmation. And you want to talk boring names, Mark. My names are Thomas, Mark, Paul, Bernard. Not a lot of dazzle there. Let me just. Very you'll never make it though. in the NFL with a name like that. No, I'd never make it in the NFL. Thomas, Mark, Paul, Bernard. You can. Yeah. Sorry, you can't play here. Now, Mark, as long as we're on this, and we'll only stay on it for a minute, and then we'll we'll get back to the subject yeah. at hand because this is fast. And I am learning a lot. Like I said, I made the discovery. I need to, I need to put a little curtain over, the, over the computer when I'm taking a bath. That'd be good or a shower. Mm -hmm. Do you? Do is Kyer Lieber your real name? It it, it is in fact the real name that oh. I was given, yes. Okay, and, and you... Are you asking what it means? I know what it means. Do you know what it means? I think that it may means, like, lover of life. But if you... You, you know, fill me in. What do you think? It actually means no lover of life. <laughs> you forgot the no part. Kair means no in German, doesn't it? I think. I thought that was nine. Kair. What? I thought, I thought that was, that was nine. Like nine. Well, nine is, it's just like non, nine, known. Well, yeah. So Google translates it. K-E-I-E-R. I'm almost certain it means, because Lieber does mean lover, right? Or I love. it does. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Ky no love. No love. Your name Kyer Mark. means no. Huh. Yeah, yeah Kyer means no. Well. <laughs> you're no lover of life, Mark. Oh, Way no. to go. You know. <laughs> he just okay. goes, you know. I like the ah, you know. Oh, it actually could be translated as no liver. No liver, yeah, so that's true. Don't drink any I, alcohol. I've, I've heard about that too, you know. Um, <laughs> Get off the booze, Mark. Come on. <laughs> um, how now? How, ballpark? How old are you? Uh, I'm 31. Okay, I love the fact that you're involved in what you're involved in, Mark. I've already learned things from you. And, you know, I didn't. I never even thought about the computer in my room. I'm sitting there talking about. It. Do you have, is there a special reason in your heart that you want to look at all of this and say, hey, this needs to get fixed? Is there something that drove you to do this? Or it just, I'm talking about the 74million.org. Are you just here to help people, Mark? Is that the idea? You just want to help? 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So the, the 74 as a brand, we, we, we are a nonprofit where yep. we're um, uh, supposed to be public, you know, providing a, a public service and that public service being that America's public education system has problems. And, and we as, as a brand acknowledge that and uh, are providing, you know, fair and, and um, neutral journalism that explores, uh, you know, some of those problems. Now, in terms of, you know, the stories that I cover, I do write a lot about issues related to uh, like school safety and school right, security. Right. Just, I, I don't know if I have a, 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 a great reason as to why other than the fact that it's just extremely interesting. And um, it, it's, it's a complicated world. I mean, you look at you look at gaggle and you look at, uh, you know, just the huge swath of um, you know, security and surveillance tools that we use in our schools. And frankly, mm -hmm. we spend upwards of $3 billion on these technologies every year right. as a country. Mm -hmm. uh, there just isn't uh, very much research and frankly, like basically no research to, to say that, you know, any of this spending is is working. And, and that's, um, you know, really worrying because these are these are topics that are, are incredibly important. The fact that, that the parents and and students themselves really care about, you know, school safety. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, th this is great to hear, Mark. What I'm noticing more, maybe I'm just, you know, holding out hope or, or it's in my heart or something, but I love hearing what you have to say about helping our, our students and people in general. I am noticing more. We had, we had uh, a couple on the show yesterday, Paul and Patrick, who run a woman's uh, fashion store and on Rodeo Drive in, in Beverly Hills, uh, a couple of gay men, they're married to one another and they live their life together. They're doing very, very well. And their whole message yesterday was pretty much how much in love they are, how much they love working with other people, how much it was all good news. It was all being happy with life. They were and, very and positive people. They were very, very positive people, Mark. I find you to be a very, very positive person. You, I mean, you got your work ahead of you. You got a lot of work ahead of you, but you were really oh, yeah. more nice people, I think, are stepping up and going, hey, you know, we're still here. Don't worry about it. We'll be okay. We're still here. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, th th this is important stuff, and I, and I love uh, I love digging into it. And you know, some of the, the parents and the students that I've talked to about about Gaggle in, in Minneapolis and elsewhere, you know, they're they're, they're thankful to know that uh, that this is happening because, frankly, a lot of them didn't know that this was happening. There wasn't a lot right. of transparency on the school district's part to uh, you know to proactively uh, tell kids and, and parents hey as you're going to remote learning uh during during this global pandemic uh we're gonna be coming with you uh we're gonna be watching everything that you write on your on your computer it makes total sense mark uh, do we have you for another 10 minutes i gotta take a very very quick break just two minutes do you have 10 more minutes sure thing love dear now where, where are you calling us from mark i'm i'm based in brooklyn new york oh you're in brooklyn okay all right we'll be right yep. back with mark kyer no love whatsoever for the mark of no love. That's your full name right there. I love it. <laughs> we'll be right back with Mark Hirely right after this. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listener? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank 
cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they were referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike, and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Listen up, drivers. Are you doing the same thing every day, driving the same hours, making the same money? Well, stop and listen. Priority Courier Experts has a wide range of driving opportunities available right now. So if you're a professional driver or determined to become one, we can show you the benefits of partnering with Priority. Hey, Forrest, can you tell the good drivers of the Twin Cities which vehicles Priority has available in their lease-to-own program? Well, I'd really like my friend Bubba to help me with this. Forrest, we have dock trucks, tractor-trailer trucks, flatbed trucks, curtain-side dock trucks, flatbed Moffat trucks, Ford Transit and Transit Connect Vans trucks. Hey, Forrest, shouldn't we have a shrimp truck? Bubba? I think you're on to something there. There you have it. Every kind of vehicle you could imagine, all doing same-day deliveries in town. Call Priority right now, and we'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. We are back. Mark Kyrlieber, our special guest, ladies and gentlemen, the 74million.org. We've already talked about an inside look at the spy tech that followed kids home for remote learning. Now won't leave, of course. Another topic that Mark is uh, very well read on would be a new TikTok trend as students stealing, vandalizing their schools for fame. A devious lick for them, but another blow for struggling schools. Um, what is this? All? So... So basically, stealing and vandalizing, so harming people, stealing things, ruining things, that's, uh, that's fun now? Is that it? Is that correct? Oh, he didn't. If, you, if you've watched any of these, uh, these TikTok videos, but that, that, that's exactly right. They're, they're showing kids stealing uh, and destroying school property as, as, as a TikTok trend. We're, we're talking about them stealing or vandalizing uh, um, fire extinguishers or the fire alarms uh the bathrooms as one can imagine are uh are, are probably hit a little bit harder than than the rest of the school with people stealing everything up to like urinals um and oh, you know I, i'm not gonna go ahead and say that like the kids haven't been uh, doing these kinds of shenanigans for mm-hmm. forever right yeah, like yeah. right now the issue is that it, it is a tiktok trend and and tiktok uh I don't know if you've been on it, but it's a platform that really does uh, delve pretty deep into into like copycats. So once a trend catches on, other people uh, do a similar trend using similar audio clips, like songs, uh, and, and, and try to, to mimic each other in, in the in the hopes of getting likes, essentially. And that's that's what's going on here. I literally got off social media, and I mean all social media, eight years ago. <laughs> I just I literally. I'm the kind of guy, I'm not a kind of guy that can just stand around and watch things happen and go, oh, well, I mm-hmm. guess I do, I probably overreact to things, Mark. I mean, it just, I find, well, you know what finally did it for me? And I can't remember the, the name, but I'll get to that. You guys will know who it is. But I was sent this picture, right, of this person. And they said, what do you think of this? And that's all it said was, what do you think of this? 
and I looked at it, mm. and I I went on uh, Twitter, and I said, oh, that's an attractive woman. Well, it wasn't a woman. It was the lead singer of Queen. It was, uh, what's his name? Adam oh, Lambert. Brian Lambert. It's not Brian Lambert. Uh, I thought it was Adam. Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Yeah, Sorry. yeah so Mark, it was yeah, a picture of Adam Lambert. Now, I didn't know that it was Adam Lambert. <laughs> I thought it was a woman. But thinking it was a woman somehow was horrible and judgmental and anti-gay and homophobic. And it's like, no, that's not the point at all. I'm not saying he is a woman. He appeared to me to be a woman. And he's a very handsome guy, so you could say, you know, this is an attractive person. I don't understand. Why would they go? Because I didn't know who it was. I don't know who the hell Adam Lambert is, you know. It's not exactly your uh, demographic. I yeah, it's think. not my demographic, Do You Mark. don't watch American Idol? Oh, God, I hate Isn't that Isn't that where show, he started, or was it The Voice? I think it might have one been. of those. Well, I don't it know. It was one of the two, I think. But do you think Mark will ever get past the point when, oh, well, you're wrong. That's not a woman. It's a man. I could see how you made that, made, made that error, though. Not on Twitter. Whatever. No big deal. I, it's just it was, I didn't mean to insult him. I wasn't going after him. I wasn't making fun of his, you know, his orientation. I wasn't doing any of that. I just said, man, it's an attractive woman. They, oh, my God, you're horrible. Like, what? What? are you talking about so that was it for me eight years i went goodbye see you later you're lucky yeah I'm, i am i'm actually lucky that they did that to me because it got me off social media and i've never been back i've never had a twitter account tiktok any of that facebook but i did don't use it at all do you go on social media mark uh i do spend a lot of time on social media i suppose uh, for your you know, job it's, yeah it, it's yeah, I mean, it's it, it literally is part of part of my job is, um, you know, not just finding information on social media for for my stories, but but promoting the uh, the stories as well is certainly is certainly part of it. But I, I mean, I, I I will say you're you're probably a happier person. In fact, there there is like <laughs> I believe there's some some research on that, right? Right, that, uh, right. That, 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 that social media can can have a you know detrimental impact on. Uh, uh, <laughs> on your mental health. Uh, so, Frosty, I guess, for uh, for taking care of yourself and realizing that maybe social media was a toxic platform for you, something that you didn't want to participate in, and that, uh, that you'd be in a better position, personally, if you didn't participate in that venue. Yeah, no, I think that's, and it's just the way it worked out. Now, I do not judge other people who are on it. I would say this from the first look at the, the new topic for this sec- section, new TikTok trend, mm-hmm. students stealing, vandalizing their schools. Okay, the very first child that dies from a fire because you stole the fire extinguisher, uh, you're going to have to answer for that. I know they don't. I'm sure they don't. Thank God it hasn't happened yet. But you steal all this fire equipment and, and the school burns and kids die. That's okay with you, huh? I mean, not talking about you, Mark, but the kid who well, stole the fire. I don't think the they fire. really think that far ahead. <laughs> well, how could children. they not think that far ahead? Keep everyone safe, kids for are God's dumb, sake. That's why. Well, they are dumb. That's yeah. very true. How it, that's how it I, is. I mean, you make it, you, you make a good point though that, that, that this could be you know especially if we're talking about vandalizing safety equipment. Yeah, um, like smoke detectors. Uh, you know, th- th- there are obvious there are obvious concerns there with that. But you know, like bigger picture too. You know, like, like I talk a little bit about my school. There's this new report that talks about how you know obviously in Washington they're they're debating. Uh, infrastructure and, and America's infrastructure isn't exactly the, the, the top in the world. And, and, and <laughs> no. <here. laughs> uh, there are, you know, you know, I cite the study about how um, 
you know, people are concerned about the infrastructure of schools. There are schools in the United States that, that don't have air conditioning. And in the summer months, that can that can actually be detrimental to kids learning, uh, being being sitting in a desk, you know, sweating all day right. uh, can be hard right. to learn. And, and the fact that, you know, we have we have students who uh, are, are destroying school property. I mean, there's there's no denying the fact that that can that can have a, a, a negative effect on schools bottom line. No question about that. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm going to tie this too much together, but it does bother me because I I did have a couple of good teachers in life. I've learned a lot from from people much smarter than I am. So don't get me wrong. I do, I do not dislike teachers. It's just that certain areas get, at least back then, I don't think it happens anymore, but certain schools don't get the best teachers or, or whatever. I don't know what it was, but but I, I literally just don't understand this is hard for me to say because I have been a member of three unions my entire life, SAG and AFTRA, and there's another one I don't, I don't even bring up, that was the Concrete Workers Union, that whole deal. I've been a member of three unions my entire life, so I'm not anti-union. I'm not wild about the teachers' union, though. They're too tied to politics, and that does bother me a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no denying the fact that the unions have a, a lot of influence in American uh, yep. education policy making. Yeah, and I just, and there we are in 24th place. So apparently, they're not doing a very good job. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying about open uh, spending budgets. It's like, right. how can we be in the top five countries in the entire world for per child spending, and yet not be able to put air conditioners, hundred dollar air conditioners in each classroom? That yeah. just it doesn't add up. Because we have fifty different sets of rules. Yeah, well, that's I, the, true. The, the that's older exactly I get, right. the more I look at the problems we have in this country. And I don't remember who said it, but they said we're not the United States. We're fifty different countries that pretend to get along at Christmas. <laughs> That's pretty you know? much. It's just—it's really a burden when you it think is. about it. it I, I, I would agree with that, by the way. And then you have counties per in the states. Right. Yeah, to make it it's, makes it even worse. Right. And then you got cities and the counties. Yep. <laughs> like, oh my God, Mark, we're never. We got cities and counties. We got counties and states. We got states in the United States. We're never going to fix this problem. We got no Founding no chance. We're idiots. We've got you know, and, and at risk of getting extremely wonky on you here. There, there is there in reference to you know understanding how school finance works but there is uh, a new federal rule that was implemented here just in the last few years that um, that is requiring states and school districts to explain uh, how it's basically allocating funding between between the schools within those school districts um, basically to try to understand disparities mm. in basically the school on the north side of town versus the south side of town right and you know that that transparency has been highly lauded as 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 a great bit of transparency, right? Uh, really gr- great for people to have an under- a better understanding of how schools allocate um, funding to to each of their campuses. The problem that we're running into, however, in a lot of states, is that uh, the way that that um, states and schools are presenting that information is not uh, exactly something that a, a layperson, a, a parent, interested in and in understanding school finance can really understand. So how do we make it all better, Mark? What can we do? Is, is there anything we can do as voters, as just people coming together and saying, hey, this needs to change. We can't come in 24th place in reading and math. Is there anything we can do, Mark? Uh, I mean, I think that you kind of just 
hit it on the head there, though, right? Is 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 just to be to be an engaged uh, citizen. I, yeah. This is kind of like a cop out response, right? But like, yeah, I mean, uh, part, you know, civic participation is certainly really important. And if uh, if something's happening in your school district that you that you don't agree with, uh, you know, reach out to the school officials, reach out to the school board, try to get a better understanding of what's going on, whether it's gaggle or these TikTok trends or right. school spending, anything else, and uh, you know you know be active in in your community in your community i could fix it you could oh doug's gonna fix it yeah, Mark. You, you got this. by the All end right. of the day it'll be fixed. Yeah. one, one rule okay one rule you have less than a 3-0 mandatory summer school ah. i like it you want to see parents get involved in their kids oh. homework activities oh, That's yeah. True, yeah yeah that yeah that would be interesting <laughs> 3.0 or you come back yeah. 12 months a That's year right. oh god they'd love that one wouldn't yeah. they I, I bet we'd be higher than 24th uh, I bet we would. Yeah. I bet you're absolutely right about that. You know, Mark. I, I, one thing I should mention is I. I it's not a, a you know that no love lost for teachers or whatever. One of my favorite people in the world, Patrick O'Brien, my brother-in-law, who's no longer with us, was a teacher in the inner city schools, very very poor schools. I mean, he had guns pulled on him. He was physically attacked. I mean. This guy busted his ass to help kids. I admired him, and I think he might have been. The benchmark where I went, yeah, but compared to Pat, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, that, to these all these other, that might have been. I, I I admired him and I really looked up to him. A very very smart man. He actually really really cared about the kids in his classes too. Mark, we need more Pat O'Briens out there to teach our children. That's all I have to say. But Mark, you got to come back. Would you, would you check in once in a while and let me know how things are going? Because I would love to hear uh, more on this. Mark, thank you. As a 31-year-old man, to be as deeply involved as you are is very, very impressive, man. You're an impressive guy. <laughs> Thanks. I, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to, to chat about the story. You got it, Mark. Have a great day, sir. You too. Bye. Bye. Mark Kyerlieber, K-E-I-E-R-L-E-B-E-R, Kyerlieber which means no love or no liver. No depending liver, depending on, on how you pronounce it or look pronounce at it, it or whatever. It's one of those two. But I just love the fact that he's such a young man, 31 years old. He actually cares about yeah. our oh, children. Great. That's a wonderful deal. You want some headphones? Oh, right here. There you go. Do those work? There's a switch on the side that says off and on. Off and on. It should be on the left side, I think. Yeah, those Maybe fall off. Maybe it's the right side. Those come on. I've been thinking about super gluing them on, but then I can't change the batteries. You know, so. you just kept everything right where it, right where it belongs, because all of Doug's guests come in and destroy things. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at me like, wow. All righty. Ah, he goes, all righty. Now, we just had a guest on talking about our education system in America. Did you know that our education system in America, reading and math, in 24th place in the world? And this is America. How is that possible? It's amazing because when we were kids, that was all pounded into you. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, but obviously we're quite a bit older. I don't know what they're doing. My kids seem to do okay, but uh, I don't know what, how we could fall that far. Well, look at the example. You're the example. They got to do well if you're the guy. My kids, my kids <laughs> are so good at math. When they hit fifth grade, I couldn't help them with their homework well, anymore. I'm like, oh, well, that's try just teaching Andy doing, something. That's okay. just because they're doing at outer space alien math yeah. compared to what we did when we were younger. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know, add 10 and 10. They have to turn each number into how, how many 10s do you multiply by 7, and then you add those 10s up. It's just 
I don't understand Common Core math at all. How many zeros in a Google? A uh, million. One million. There you go. Very good. Well, of course he knows. <laughs> of course he knows something like that. We're going to introduce you later when we get into the well, uh, car selling secrets in ten minutes. We, we got eight minutes. I know. Dave Bialki is joining well, us. Well, I mean, you want to join in this segment? You just don't want yeah. to sit there and be quiet, do you? KQ Advertiser. We get to be friends on Facebook. A year I think or two it's ago, hilarious because we've never met before, but we've never met. But I hear his name every day for the past <laughs> thirty years. <laughs> it's been something like that, anyway. So no, That's, don't start interrogating about his life story. That's my job, and we'll get to that in seven or eight minutes. No, why don't we? I, I can ask him one thing. No, you have to wait. Just one. All right. How'd you put up with Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> I love San Severe. Oh, he's, he's great. great. I, I'm on his podcast every Tuesday. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, he oh, calls I didn't me every morning. That. And, yeah, and it's, uh, every Tuesday morning we talk sports, we talk, uh, and then get into workers' compensation, what I do. Oh, but, sure, yeah, we right. do it a lot, a lot of sports talk. Obviously, that's his area, but he's a very interesting guy. Yeah, I he used to come wonderful. into the old studio. I remember there was a summer, and it might have been before the 16 elections, it was Sani and Michelle Tafoya and you and me, and boy, was that interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Sani and Tafoya going a little bit off that far right bit. in. <laughs> I kept threatening talk. to bring Gelfan in, and we'd have a debate. Remember that? I, but Mike wouldn't come in. Well, Gelfan, he shows up on uh, Bob's show yeah, all I know the time. It it's like, how I don't know how those two can go an hour without debating politics. I think Bob just likes to needle and stir the yes. pot. That's, that's really <laughs> what he be. likes that to do. That would be Sanny. I, I, he's, he's a pretty moderate, I think, politically at the end of the day. And oh, he just likes sees to. Sees weaknesses in both sides. But he does true. like to, you know, here's a match. What happens if we pour gasoline yeah. on the fire? Well, he is Italian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So let's, not, let's not take that away from him. He does that on Facebook. He just throws something out there. He says... <laughs> What do you think of this? And then he just sits back and starts eating popcorn. I know, and I always respond, hmm, somebody got a new trolling motor. Is that an <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a uh, storied activity in the online gaming world. So what you'll do is you'll go into a chat room, and you'll say one thing and see how long the debate rages. Yeah. And how the longest wins. No, he's a he's a championship grenade tosser. Yeah, it's Annie. Yeah. Oh, you talk about a guy who stirs the pot for crazy. He's it's like, unbelievable. Uh, who was that uh, who did the, he'd interview celebrities and ask one question and see how long they would talk for? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, oh, it wasn't, who was that? It wasn't Jiminy Glick. It was, it was a guy like Someone that. Someone like that, yeah. It was a guy like but Jiminy it's a, it's Glick. A, it's a similar sport. It's just rather than an interview, it's let's see how mad we can get everyone at each other without even being part of this. Did you guys ever watch Jiminy Glick? They I did. did. You did? Did you ever watch him? No. Oh, God. Whatever it, it, happened Martin to Martin Short. Well, everybody got the joke. Everybody finally That's, found out it wasn't, yeah, first they it wasn't the real The first ones they did, he had a, it was a fake talk show, and he had like a fat suit on, and he'd ask all these really weird questions. <laughs> and it was so good that, I mean, he was interviewing some pretty big stars. Huge. They didn't know it was Martin Short. Right. Well, the, the word got out Eventually, now the end of the yeah. show. But. Here's an example, Dave. You'll love this. I think you'll love it. So he's interviewing... Um, Paul, uh, what the hell is his name? The band leader on David Letterman. Oh, Paul, uh, Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. He's in it. And I like Paul Schaefer. Paul's yeah. got a sense of humor. So he's asking From Paul. Tunder Bay and all. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Tunder Bay. Oh. So he's interviewing uh, Paul Schaefer. And he asks one question. And then he just literally stares at Paul Schaefer. Not look, doesn't look away, doesn't blink. He's just staring at him. He's like, right? <laughs> <laughs> And Paul keeps talking. He's trying to keep the conversation rolling, all the rest of it, right? 
And finally, Paul Xavier goes, well, don't you have any other questions? And he looks down, Martin Short looks down, Jiminy Glick looks down, and he goes, no, nah, I don't have a question, but I do have a statement. That alopecia is a tough road to hoe. <laughs> wow. He has no hair in his head, no eyebrows. I'm sure he appreciated that. <laughs> that alopecia is a tough road to hoe. God, that was fun. That was a funny show. Have you show. watched this new comedy that he's on with uh, Steve Martin? Oh, yeah, the uh, um, Rooms, um, murders murder, murder yeah. in the building yeah. or something like yeah, that. Something, the, the, it starts out a little slow, but it keeps getting better It started every very episode. slow. Yeah. It started really, I almost gave up on yeah. it. Cause Only the murders one. in the building. Only, Only murders, murders in the building, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, the first episode I thought was okay. The second one I thought was lame. Yeah. <clears throat> but you got to keep going because yeah. I yeah. almost gave up on it because yeah. it was not funny. But it gets better. And, and I, I remember, I think you interviewed Steve Martin and Martin and Short. And he's the yeah. one that pulled, Martin Short's wife died of cancer, right? Yes. And Steve Martin's the one that wants, you got to get back to work. Let's yep. go yep. on tour That's together. Exactly That's really, right. I mean, they're really good friends. You know, Martin Short one time, I've never met Martin Short in person. I've talked to him a million times, but I've never met him in person. He was in town about like 10 years ago, right? What's that? Construction. Oh. They're not supposed to do that. It's back, it's apparently. Been, oh, they've been doing it every morning again. Mm. Four <laughs> months they've been drilling in this wall. Four months. You, know, it's, you, do, you do know it's Dave Ryan just paying guys to run saws. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. It's probably a damn meat sauce. That prick. I've known him since he's 16 years old. He's a good friend of mine. It's probably him. He's Hey, get over there and do it. Actually, it was kind God, of funny because be it started up this morning, and it, when it's right there, it is loud. Yeah. Man. And it's like, I get a text while I'm on the show, and it's it wouldn't say who it was. It just said, hey, all of us over here at KFAN can hear the drill. <laughs> like, thanks, because they're right yeah, next door. Any listeners have a gas-powered chainsaw and want to play a little prank, email me at Doug at Walden. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, that would be what a thrilling way to go through life. <laughs> My God. you got an electric one, and it makes, like, no noise. It can't help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh boy, that's okay. The Martin Short story. I realized we just got totally sidetracked, but it was yeah. their your fault. fault. Not, no, it was no. You said fault. the drill. <laughs> that's nowhere near as loud as it is. <laughs> not even close. I mean, so anyway, what like, you said? Uh, you'd never met Martin. Oh, Short. Oh, I'd never met Martin Short. You know, I've been a big fan. I've interviewed him a million times. He comes to town. I th- God. I was trying to remember. It was a big room. It wasn't Carlton Celebrity Room. It was after that, but it was a, a room that size. You know, doing a good show. I, I don't remember where it was. It doesn't matter where it was. But a, like three days later, I get a message from Martin Short. He goes, well, where were you? I'm like, what? He goes, well, I just assumed that you'd come backstage and we'd hang out for a while. Wow. It's like, God, what a nice man. I mean, <laughs> you can't even find a nicer guy than that, can you? like damn i didn't know i would have gone back there in a heartbeat man i love martin short that alopecia is a tough road (laughs) i got to say to you pally that's all i'm saying but yeah that uh that's how it should be life you know yeah so they would you grow up get that papa we're saving that for the show remember i said don't interrogate him don't steal his content job that's a nice gray shirt. I want you to know. There, I'm not interrogating. I just well, it's, t- it's time it to stop and then start again. It is. Anyway, why don't you stop pushing me around over there? You know, you ever work with him before? 
It's a disaster. Run the show like a I can only oiled machine. <laughs> finely oiled machine. All right, we'll take a break. That's the precision of the KQ morning okay, show. Okay, so now I can't even say his name anymore. Can I call this guy oh, like God. Uh, DB? Can I just say? Yeah, that? I think that's okay. That's, if you're going to be sensitive. No, you go ahead and take no, take no, over. No, fine. Don't worry about my. We'll family. be right back in a few minutes with Car Selling <laughs> Secrets with our special guest star, Dave Bialki. There we go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. His timing's impeccable. We'll be back. <laughs> 